for me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt, or they have something going on, and they're trying to figure out, how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the Word today and see what God will say specifically to you. Welcome to Your Next Step. We are talking about talking with God. We call this idea, Let's Talk. Pastor Doyle, we believe God speaks today. Yeah, he does. I mean, I think some people are a little embarrassed to think about that. I even find uh, theologians who argue that it's theologically wrong for us to believe that God will speak to us today and that we don't want to add to the canon uh, and yet those same theologians will tell you uh, some story about how they prayed for direction about a job. Exactly. Okay, so next time you hear a theologian or a pastor tell you that getting into this area is dangerous, it's not. No. But um, I do believe if people claim that they're hearing from God and then they go out and do a mass shooting, that's not God. Exactly. Okay, that's not in the character and the nature of God. What we're talking about here is... Can I have a conversation with God, and can I sit quietly and expect Him to speak? And I know you do, you do that, oh, right? Absolutely. I, I expect to receive what I call input from the Lord. That's right. But what what we have found over the years is that I really don't do that well when I'm super busy mm-hmm. or I've got distractions around me. Right. So uh, trying to listen to a football game and read your Bible at the same time probably isn't going to open up that conversation. No, there are better ways to put yourself in a position where you can hear God speak. You're going to lead us through a couple of those today. This is going to be Let's Talk. We're getting into it on your next step. So what is our basis as Christians for even having a conversation about God? Why would we even begin that? Why philosophically? And so I thought, let's start there, all right? The reason you and I want to talk to people about spiritual matters is this is just part of who we are, okay? We're created by God. See, God listens. When we open the Bible, okay, the reason and the basis for everything you and I do spiritually is the Word of God, okay? Let's be clear on that. Our experiences can be misinterpreted. Have you ever had an experience, someone said something to you, and somehow you took it the wrong way, and then later you found out, no, they just, they were thinking about something else, and it came out wrong. And see, we can experience something, and we misunderstand it. That's one of the reasons we have to talk with one another. Because sometimes we feel something, and we're like, I was really uncomfortable with that. Really, what was that? Why were you uncomfortable? Let's talk about that. And what we find out in the process is the reason we were uncomfortable was it was new, all right? I've had people come up to me after church and they'll say, I don't know what was going on today, but I just kept crying the whole time you were talking. I said, yeah, I, I rub all the chairs with onions just so you'll cry more, you know? Uh, the, the, the truth is there are times when God shows up and it causes us to cry, and we don't really understand why that is. But we do know this. We know that there are times in our life when we cry, and it brings healing to our soul. 
we know that there are times in our life when we cry because we're in pain. There's times in our lives when we cry because we're filled with joy. And, and we as human beings sometimes aren't always discerning as to which one it is. But I can tell you this, over time, you can look at the fruit of that event and you can say, okay, looking back on that experience, I now see it through the lens of life, through God's Word, and I would say now X. Does that make sense? That's why sometimes it takes a little bit of time. But when we look at the Word of God, we look at the Bible, one of the things that we see that is very apparent about God followers, people that are seeking God, people that are trying to understand God is that they speak to God. They talk to Him, okay? Again and again and again, it talks about how this person or this group of people cried out to God. I'm going to give you just a couple of examples from the Psalms because of time, okay? Psalm 66, 17 through 20. It it just teaches us that God listens. I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would have not listened. But God has surely listened and has heard my prayer. Praise be to God who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. See, one of the thing about having a conversation with someone else is you have to believe that God listens, right? And that, that you and I, when we share with God, that he listens. And so when you and I go to talk to someone about God, we're doing that in a very prayerful way because this is part of who we are. If we share, God will listen. That's why we pray. That's why we praise God. That's why we talk to God. It's why we took the time tonight to worship God. I love worship, okay? But I also like the preaching part. I like the, the interaction, the, th- the talking part. And people say, but why do we have to do the worship part? Well, when you're a child, how do you learn to talk? You learn by hearing other people talk and you mimic them. You're just a little parrot. Why do we do this? And then when they're real little, everything you say, you say no, and they say no. I said, no to your no. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what we do. And the way you and I learn how to talk to God is we use other people's prayers and other people's praises, and that's why we practice it. That's why the other day I, I was working at the house. I was doing some painting and cleaning, and I just turned on my phone, the music part of my phone, and I listened to worship music, all right? And see, if you and I will worship God, and you say, well, I don't even know how to express myself. Do you have a song that you identify with that's worship to God? Use it, okay? To build your God relationship. And that's what the psalmist is telling us. He said, I cried out to him with my mouth. You, can, I, can I say this meditating communion with God, I'm not against it, but it's not the same. Right now, me thinking, did you guys get that? You didn't. I just thought I loved you all. There's a big difference, isn't it? Between me saying I love you. I love you. I think about you all the time. I pray for you. I imagine what your life will be like 
as you experience God's goodness and, and you, you feel his presence, I think about what it will be like when you open up the Bible and you read it and you're like, ah, that's what I was trying to get. That makes sense to me. See, that's, but if I don't say that out of my mouth to you, you'll never know that, will you? That's why talking is important. If we share, he will listen and love us. Just go to God and say, God, here are my struggles. Here are my pain. Here's my desire. That's what the psalmists are filled with. And if you don't know which one fits you, go through the Psalms and read them. Pick one out, okay? Psalm 30, 31. Turn your ear to me. Come quickly to my rescue. Be my rock of refuge, a strong fortress to save me. Since you are my rock and my fortress for, for the sake of your name, lead and guide me. Free me from the trap that is set for me. For you are my refuge. In your hands I commit my spirit. Redeem me, O Lord, the God of truth. You recognize those words? Into your hands I commit my spirit. Those are Jesus' words on the cross. I submit that to you as an example of how you and I, if we don't know what to pray, take the Psalms and pray them. If Jesus is repeating those Psalms over his life, might work for me. That's why I just read the Psalms sometimes aloud to God. I mean, think about that. Jesus is in his most painful, hard place in his life. Anybody here ever been in a hard place in life? A lot of you. I want your life. You don't raise your hands. Liars. You don't want to lie in church. In his hardest place in his life, he went to the Psalms and he said, God, I have no power over this one. I have raised the dead. I've made the lame walk. I have forgiven sins. I can do nothing right now, Father. Into your hands I commit my spirit. Wow. Have you had that resolve to commit yourself to God in that level? Keep going. Same Psalm. Praise be to the Lord for he showed his wonderful love to me when I was in a besieged city. In my alarm, I said, I am cut off from your sight. Yet you heard my cry for mercy when I called to you for help. See, praise and prayer, they're just this conversation with God. It's a conversational style. It's this conversation. God, I'm in a besieged city. He's saying, I feel like, like there has been a been a wall built around me, and my life is going down the drain. I don't know what to do. And when you and I cry out to God, when we talk to him, he listens to us. And I believe that's important because that shows us the nature of who God is and the way we relate to him. The other thing about scripture that I think is interesting is that God speaks. Now, I know that there are people, if you tell them that God spoke to you, they will go, oh, yeah. And they want to sign you up for the loony farm. I've even heard groups of Christians who say, well, I don't believe that God speaks to people. All right. And then that same said person will will give a testimony about how they've been praying about whether or not they should get a new job. And they just felt led to this new job. Okay, so now you're believing in God speaking to you, are you? Well, I didn't say God spoke to me. 
I just felt like this was the right job for me. See, people want to hedge our bets on what it means for God to speak to you. I talk to people who say, I don't even believe in God, but I felt like I was supposed to go help somebody. Well, what caused that feeling? Where did that come from? See, there is something built within your DNA, your nature, that believes that there is a spiritual power higher than you. And that if you could just tap into that spiritual power, it could lead and direct your life. The Bible indicates that that is the creator, the God of all creation. And you were designed for a conversation with him. We have more resources for you at doylejackson.com. We will be right back with more Your Next Step. So, Pastor Doyle, this month we have put together a resource that we believe will bring people closer to God. We want as many people as possible to have it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Well, I think when we're trying to grow in our faith, there's several things that we need to learn about our relationship with God. And so in any relationship, it's a conversation, Mm -hmm. but we don't know how to have that conversation with God. That's what prayer is. It's just talking to God. And so this free resource, it's called the Acts Method, all right? It's to help you get going in your prayer life. We Sometimes we need to go and we're asking God for stuff, and then other times we just need to be in His presence and talk to Him about how He is the great God. He's a wonderful God. We need to adore Him. It's all in this prayer method, and we want to help you do that to get in the habit of praying and seeking the Lord. That's what it's about. Yeah, we've learned how to make conversation with each other. We may not realize that we've learned it, but we have. We need to learn how to make conversation with God as well. This Acts method, I picked it up early in Bible college, have used it for years and years. It really is a great way to enter into that kind of conversational prayer. Yeah, it'll encourage you because you'll begin to feel like, okay, am I covering all the bases? And we've got all four bases, and uh, you're going to get to home plate in your relationship with God. So go get the Pray First Acts Method uh, today. Yeah, we really want you to have it. It is at doylejackson.com. Give us your email. You will get access to the PDF. For the Pray First Acts Method free resource, go to doylejackson.com. Let's continue with your next step. In Genesis 1, 26, it says, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds of the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Now, there's a couple things about that one verse in the creation narrative that is powerful. There's a couple of them. Number one, it's, it, it reveals that the Godhead has a plurality among it. So apparently the Godhead is having a conversation with itself. But it's also indicating that what's, what's unique about humanity in creation is our ability to speak. That has some connection to our being an image bearer of God, the communication part of it. I'm not telling you that's all of what it means to be an image bearer, and I, I love how theologians like to argue about it, but I think that one of the things that makes you unique as a human being above all creation is your ability to speak. But pastor, what about people that can't speak? That's why I said it's more than just your speaking, all right? 
your creativity, your imagination. There's a lot to it. Your spirit. But notice this, that speaking has a power. So when you talk to people, if you want to invite them into a conversation, if you want to get someone talking spiritually, try that. Say, well, do, you, do you ever feel like God's ever spoken to you? And then shut up and listen. It's amazing. What did he tell you? How did he tell you? You'll have people tell you, well, I was praying and he spoke to me. One day I had my Bible out and he spoke to me. I have a friend. He was in a car wreck. He was in a car wreck on 270. And, and when he crawled out of his car that was laying on its roof, all right, that's how bad the car wreck was. He crawled out of the car. He said the radio was on and it was playing Christian music. And he said, I took that as God's mercy on my life at that moment. Because he said, I was not heading in a godly way when God flipped my world upside down. I love those stories. What's your story? What's your God story? What do you feel God is inviting to you right now in this season of your life? You're not stuck. You're not stuck in the, in, in the season of your life. You're, you're moving forward. And what's the next step right now? What, what's God saying in your life right now? God is say, opening new opportunities for you. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. What is God inviting you to? I love that question. What do you sense God is inviting you to right now? That is one of the most powerful questions you can ask somebody and then just be quiet and listen. Well, why do you think that's God? Have your follow-up questions. Because can I tell you this? The people that will listen to me and ask me those questions help me find God so much more quickly than I find on my own. I don't know why that is. Why is it, why is it when you've lost your keys, it helps just to have someone else look with you? Somehow, to have someone do the conversation with us helps us. And that's why you're there, asking the questions. And can I tell you this? One of the joys of helping people know God better and follow God and seek God and do that is, is there's a joy that comes in you and you learn things about yourself in the process and God speaks to you when you're on a journey with other people, right? That's the truth. Exodus 20, This is another one of the many passages. Um, it was either last year or two years ago when I was reading through the Bible, I took a green pencil and every time God spoke to someone, I highlighted it in green. I started to freak out. I'm like, God is talking to people all the time. If you read the Bible, God is speaking to people. And yet there's a lot of us who are like, yeah, but he's not going to talk to me. Really? He gave you ears. He gave you a brain. Wonder why he did that. Maybe just so he could hang out with you. What if God was just hoping to hang out with his creation? What a strange thought. Well, I'll let you think about it. Exodus 20, Then the Lord said to Moses, remember Moses? All right. Tell the Israelites this. You have seen for yourselves what I have spoken to you from heaven. Now, I only gave you one verse there because I just, I, I didn't, the context doesn't matter. Notice this. this. In this case, God has spoken to Moses. 
Moses has heard him. And then he goes and talks to the people and he says, tell them. So sometimes God asks us to speak under his authority. Oh, but he wouldn't ask me to do that. I'm just a plebeian. I'm just a freshman. I'm just a rookie. Nope. See, you and I, we put this classification on ourselves. We limit ourselves. I'm not asking you to gather thousands of people and speak. I'm just asking you to talk to whomever gets presented before you. One at a time. And if that grows on to groups of people, wonderful. Way to go. Good job. But God expects his people to speak. And, and, and I just think that, that you and I, we struggle. We, we struggle to speak under God's authority. And, and, and we, we look at what's going on around us and we're like, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to do. I don't even. Listen, start with what's going on in the culture and the world around us. Okay. Today I was reading an article from uh, Faithwire. It's from Christian Broadcasting Network. They put it out there. And, and they have a team last night, Friday night, they had a prayer meeting for Ukraine and Operation uh, Orphan's Promise. And they have a whole team of people there trying to help all the, the women and the children that are trying to escape Ukraine right now. And they're just, it's heart-wrenching, the stories, okay? There are people showing up there with buses claiming to be part of helpful organizations. They're lying and trying to take whole groups of people into human trafficking. And so this group of Christians is just praying for the evil to be exposed and for that to be sorted through. The, the, the people along the border with Poland are just, they, they're amazing. The border guards are working 24 hours a day just to help the people get through. And they're like, there are thousands upon thousands, and we know this is happening, but we can't stop it. We can't see it all because it's, it's just such a flood of humanity. And evil always... Now, why is this important? Well, you and I can just have a conversation. Why do you think, why do you think people would behave that way? See, how can people argue that you and I are not sinful by nature when we hear this. That's the sinful nature of our humanness. Only God can cure that. Now, can I give you the upside of the story? The, the girl that was, was speaking, she said, one of the amazing things was several years ago, God began to speak to us at Orphan's Promise, and He began to challenge us to leave Ukraine and, and, and live on the border of Ukraine and Poland. And she said, our entire team over the past several years had moved. We're all across the border. And, and she said, it was because God spoke to us and led us. We didn't understand it. And because of that, we're here. We've got all the supplies. We've got things ready to go. And we're able to be on the ground and helping them right now. See, the reason you and I want to learn to talk to God, the reason that we want to learn to pray and recognize His Holy Spirit, His Spirit and His, His presence, so we can be led by Him, so we can respond. But if all we are is about ourselves and we don't ever talk to God and we're not aware of what's going on in the culture, we can't do that. 
That's what God has called us to. If you, if you look it up, it's Natasha Boom of CBN's Orphan Promise. You can learn more about it. It's, it's amazing. What, what I love about God is when you begin to talk to God and talk to people about God, it'll always change the direction of their life. Okay? When God speaks to you, it changes the direction of your life. No, I've never met anybody. I've never met anyone. Never met anyone. When God began to speak to them from his word and his ways that continued on in the direction they were headed. That's because it is our natural way to be like Jonah that we talked about last week, to run from God. And it's not easy to submit to God. In Acts chapter 9, verse 4 and 5, the Apostle Paul is on the road to Damascus and God speaks to him. And it says, he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus who you are persecuting, he replied. Whenever we have a change in direction in our life, it's about this conversation that we have to have about our will and God's will. You've been listening to Let's Talk on Your Next Step. Pastor Doyle, talking is so important, but there is a step after talking. Yeah, I think that it's about building the relationship. And, um, well, let's talk about talking for just one more second. You know, I know I know men are a little bit different than women. Women like to sit down, have coffee, and look at one another face-to-face. That feels a little bit awkward as men. We're better at watching a football game together, and we're shoulder-to-shoulder facing the event, so to speak, or sitting on a dock fishing and having a conversation about what we're doing or popping the hood on the car and working on it. I I have two sons, and they will talk to me when we're working together. They'll talk to me, but they don't want me to stare deep into their eyes. You know, it's not like some rom-com. And so I think they ought to Come to the church next door. Come visit us and kind of do some life with us. You know, you can be a part of serving God here. We'll give you an opportunity. You can greet people. You can welcome people in the parking lot. You don't have to have a theological degree to do that, but you do have to have a love of Jesus and want to see the kingdom come. So there's a lot of things you can do. Just come visit and worship at first but begin to serve God with us. Yeah, we got three services, one on Saturday night at 5 p.m., two on Sunday, 9.20 is the first, 11 a.m. is the second. We'll greet you. We'll be happy to see you. If you need some space, we'll understand and give you that as well. But we would love you to stop by 5755 Fetter Road, Columbus, Ohio, 43228. Try out a service. Gives us a chance to talk some more. And then come back next time. We'll have more Your Next Step. Your Next Step with Doyle Jackson is a ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. Your prayers for us are always valued, but to help keep us on the air, visit doylejackson.com and click Give. That's doylejackson.com. You can also send a check to The Church Next Door. Our address is 5755 Fetter Road, Columbus, Ohio, 43228. Again, that's 5755 F-E-D-E-R Road, Columbus, Ohio, 43228. Please put radio in the memo line. Lastly, if you need prayer or have questions, text us at 888-644-4034. That's 888-644-4034. I'm Pastor Doug, and Pastor Doyle and I would love to see you next time for your next step.